Hello, and welcome back to the Burnt Pancakes podcast. I am your host, Katie Fenske, and I've got a very special conversation for you today. Now, imagine you're planning a trip to Disney World or Disneyland, and I knew someone who could take all of the stress, anxiety, frustration out of planning this trip. Well, today I'm sitting down with Megan Devaney. She is the host of Dream Wish Plan podcast, and she's a travel agent specializing in Disney destinations. She's going to give us all the tips on how to go from picking your location, planning your trip, and making the most out of your Disney experience. Welcome, Megan, to the podcast. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to get to chat with you. Mm, I'm excited to start planning these trips. Um, So can you share with everyone how you got into the um, Disney travel preparation business? Yeah, so I've always been a Disney fan. Even as a child, I would kind of plan our family trips. I had the, you know, the, this was before the internet. So (laughs) I had the, um, planner books, um, that I would look through and I just, you're very organized from day one. (laughs) Yes, I was. I had to know all the information I needed to know what all the rides were about. And I wanted to have the most efficient, you know, even as a child, I was crazy like that. So, um, and then like, you know, when I became an adult after college, I sort of, um, you know, kind of drifted out of that and was so focused on doing adult things and, you know, getting married and getting, you know, having a career and having kids. And I sort of fell out of it. And I don't know about you, but, you know, when I became a mom, I sort of forgot what I enjoyed doing. Like, I just was so like in it that Mm. I just, you know, kind of lost those things that brought me joy. And I kind of eventually found my way back to them. Um, and during the pandemic, I kind of, we, part of what helped us get through that was we started planning a family trip together and watching all the YouTube videos and getting excited about it so that we'd be able to travel, you know, again, once everything opened back up and it kind of just dawned on me, you know, this is what brings me joy. I have to do more of this. Like this lights me up. So I kind of started out on a path. I started with a Disney planning blog. Um, maybe a year and a half ago. And then I started a podcast and then I decided to dive in and become a travel planner. So here I am, I get to help families um, plan their dream Disney vacations. And it's just so much fun. So fun. Well, I especially love that you are finding your passion in the midst of motherhood because that's, that's what I'm on a mission to do. Like help moms see that. So that's awesome. So tell us a little bit about if someone comes to you and goes, help, we're planning a trip and we don't know where to start. What is, how do you design the magic method? What do you do? Yeah. So I like to break everything down. I like to have a streamlined process. Um, so I have my, my signature method, the design your magic method. Um, the first step is building your vacation foundation. So This is the who, what, where, when, and why, and how much of your um, (laughs) vacation. So, um, you know, who's in your travel party? Are you, you know, is it just your core family? Is it going to be an extended family trip? Are you bringing kids? Is it an adult trip? Um, You know, what are your travel dates? That's a big one. You know, when everybody likes to ask, when's the best time to go? Well, you know, it depends. So, it depends on what you're looking for. It depends on 
your tolerance for crowd levels and that kind of thing. So it's summer crazy. It's summer, a really crazy time. Part of summer is crazy. Um, and then you have to deal with the heat. So it's, it's kind of like a preference. My husband is, he cannot tolerate the heat. Like he just, I could be in a, it could be a hundred degrees and I'd be completely fine, but he like just can't handle it. So summer is hard for us. Um, some people, it doesn't bother them as much and it's, you know, it's always going to be hot. It's Florida. So it's, you know, depends on your tolerance for it. And do Um, you do all the part, do you do Florida and California or? Yes. Um, so Disney world in Florida, Disneyland in California, um, Disney cruise lines, we do, um, Aulani in Hawaii. Um, and then Adventures by Disney. So they actually have tours that you can take in Europe and all over the world um, where you get to see these amazing places and also kind of have that Disney um, feel to it. And um, just, you know, the fun and the magic, those little extras that Disney is known for while you're anywhere in the world. So, okay. so if we're planning out our trip, what amount of time would you say you should plan ahead? Like how early should you start planning? Um, so I would say six months to a year is ideal for planning. You can plan a little bit further out than that. Um, that's not to say that you can't plan a spur of the moment trip. You absolutely can. I wouldn't necessarily recommend it for your very first trip if you can avoid it. Um, just because there's a lot of pieces involved and kind of getting to know the ins and outs of the park and the layout and things like that, just to set yourself up for success. Um, I would say, you know, if you have six months to a year. That would be best. Um, Your dining reservations and things like that, you can book 60 days in advance. So having at least that 60 days so that you can make your reservations and get the dining that you want is good. Um, And then, you know, once you've been once or twice, have a little bit more of a feel for it. Planning those um, more spur of the moment trips is not as difficult. But for your first one, you want to give yourself a little time. Awesome. So we picked our date. What do we do after we have a date set? So then you're going to decide your um, your resort, decide where to stay. Um, that's another big one. A lot of people have trouble choosing a resort. So narrowing down what your priorities are. Um, you know, are, do you have little kids with you that are going to want that Disney theming? Those, um, you know, those bright colors that you might find at a value resort or is it an adult trip? Are you looking for a laid back luxury resort? Do you want to stay at a deluxe resort? Um, what parks are your favorite? What parks do you want to be closest to? Things like that um, all go into deciding on your resort. So that's another big one. And then things like, how are you going to get there? Are you flying? Are you driving? All of these kinds of things pull together. Uh, but these are all the big ones that you need to decide on first before you start um, getting into the nitty gritty of your itinerary. Unpack all the little things. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. So we've picked our date. We know how we're getting there and what parks we're going to. What comes next? So, and this is everybody's least favorite part, but you, I do recommend that you set at least a general budget. I'm not saying, you know, you have to have it down to a dollar, but at least having an idea of how much you're comfortable spending, because if you don't, the whole planning process is going to just be a little bit more stressful because you have that. How much is this going to cost? Mm. Can we afford this? Bigger shock. <laughs> yes. So there's no, there's no way around it. It's, it's expensive. Um, there are different ways to do Disney though. Um, 
you know, to tend to save money and things like that. But at least having an idea of how much you're comfortable with is a good idea um, just to kind of take that stress out of it. Here's what we we're, we know we're comfortable spending this. You know, what's this going to get us kind of thing? Nice. Okay. What next? All right. So then we're moving on to step two, which is designing your dream itinerary. And this is my, you know. This is the fun part. Yes. So this is where you get to make your trip your own and think about what is your vision for the trip? Are you looking to, you know, go on all of the rides and, you know, run around all the parks and just be in, in it? Or are you looking to have a more relaxed, laid back kind of vibe with, for your trip? Are you going to want to spend a lot more time at the resort and at the pool? Do you want to go to the water park? Um, dining? Are you a foodie? Do you want to, you know, go to all the restaurants? Um, or do you not care and you're fine eating chicken tenders all the trip? <laughs> you know, it's, it's, there's so many ways to do Disney. So you can really make your trip whatever you want it to be. So this is the you fun. You know part. all of this though. Like you can steer people a certain way. Cause I'm like, I didn't even know there were all these options. Like I, exactly. I didn't know this. So you kind of get to know your clients and go, Oh, well, you're going to really like these things. Yes. Because it's not about what I like to do there. It's like, there's so many different ways to do it. It's, you know, and that's one of the things like you can get advice from your friend who's been there, but they might enjoy a totally different type of trip than you. So it's helpful for somebody who knows the ins and the outs and what's available um, to help you kind of design that itinerary. So fun. Okay. What next? All right. So then uh, step three is setting yourself up for success. So it's more than just booking your reservation and deciding where to go. You also have to have a general idea of what you're going to do when you're, when you get there, because if you just show up and have no idea how things work, then you're kind of setting yourself up to fail. You're going to be stressed out. You're, you know, you're not going to know what you're doing. So Having at least um, a basic understanding of the Disney parks, where things are, what is in each park, how the transportation works, how how you will get from your resort that you have chosen to the different parks, um, those kinds of things. Making your um, theme park reservations. So right now in Disney World, you have to have a reservation for the park that you're visiting that day. Luckily, that is going away. Um, in 2024. So that's good to know. So like when you buy yes. your ticket, you reserve your day or do you buy your ticket and then reserve after? Yeah. So you buy your ticket. So say you're going for four days, you buy your park tickets and you make your reservations um, for your resort. And then you need to decide what day you're going to be doing each, each park. So oh. you can do um, multiple parks in one day, but you have to make a reservation for the first park that you're visiting that day. So, and again, this is going away in 2024, which is so nice. Like for January first, or um, I believe it's January. Is it the fourth or the ninth? I can't remember. Okay. Um, it's the beginning of January, though. Yes. Okay. Um, so that's very exciting because that just takes one one less, you know, that's one less thing to worry. For all about. those last minute planners. <laughs> exactly. Yep. And you know, just you don't want to end up dreaming of going to Magic Kingdom and seeing Cinderella's castle, and then the day that you want to go there, you know, there's no availability. Like. That's just right. Magic. Right. So, you know, these kinds of things. Um, Genie Plus is a big one. Tell me about that because that's like brand, that's new to me. I live very close to Disney, California, the California. Um, 
but we have not gone since before COVID. It was closed mm-hmm. for a long time. And then I have a little kids. It's just, we haven't been, but I had friends telling me like, oh, you've got to check out Genie Plus. I'm like, what? I don't know what that is. This is new to me. Yes. So Genie Plus is basically, if you've been to Disney before previously, it's similar to the old Fast Pass system for Disney World or Max Pass um, for Disneyland. So now um, it's a paid option. So you basically, um, Genie Plus, you pay a flat amount per day and it does range. It depends on what day you go, how much it is. Um, it's usually between $25 and $30 for Disneyland. And per person? At Disney- per person? Yes, per okay. person. Uh, and then Disney World, they're actually rolling out a it depends on what park you're going to. So Magic Kingdom is going to be a little bit more expensive than like Animal Kingdom um, and Epcot. So it depends on what park you're going to, but you basically, you pay for Genie Plus and then you're able to make reservations to kind of skip the line for different rides. So there's a certain number of rides that are included in Genie Plus. You can make a reservation and you get to go to a separate entrance when you get to that ride. So it's pretty short, like you just go right to the front. Yes, it's called the lightning lane. So you get to go right to the front. Um, you know, you don't really have to wait in line. You make one reservation at a time um, for the most part for, for the rides. And it's it's definitely saves you a lot of time. Um, I definitely recommend it if it's in, you know, in the budget. If you are looking to kind of do a lot of rides, it's, you know, definitely Does worth every it. Every ride have one or is it just like the big ticket rides? Um, so most rides are included in in the genie plus the regular where you pay the flat amount there are some rides that are um, individual lightning lane rides and these are the you know the very biggest ones so tron um in magic kingdom in florida is one of the newest rides there so they have a virtual queue or you can purchase the individual lightning lane and that's just for that ride so you pay you know say 15 dollars you get a reservation for that ride, you go and you can skip the line for that ride. Um, The regular Genie Plus encompasses most of the other rides except those really top tier rides. So Tron, um, Guardians of the Galaxy at Epcot, um, Seven Doors Mine Train at Magic Kingdom, um, things like that. Those are going to be individual lightning lanes where you're paying just for one ride at a time. Rise of the Resistance, another another big one at Hollywood Studios. So. Does it track like once you use it? Does it let you reserve another time for another one? So are you like yes. you can only do yep. one at a time though? You said you can do one at a time. So the way that it works is once you either scan into the ride that you have the reservation for. Or it's been two hours since you last made your reservation, whichever one comes first. So say you make a reservation early in the morning, um, but it's not until noon um, and the park opens at nine. Um, You can make your first, your next reservation two hours after park opening instead of waiting until noon when you scan in for your ride. So this is all done through an app, right? It's not like an actual ticket. Yes. Yes. All done through the app. Um, um, yes. Yeah, so for Disney World, it's my Disney experience and they also have a Disneyland app. Everything is done right um, through the app. So that's another big thing that you want to know about before you go is how to use those apps because um, you can do more than just the, the Genie Plus in there. You can also do mobile ordering for um, your dining. So if you're you know, doing quick service dining, you can um, mobile order. That's something that I love. Um, just order your food and then you walk up and pick it up when it's ready. Yeah. So you can pick up, you can um, decide on a window. 
So one of the things I like to do is um, reserve like an earlier lunch um, before, you know, the, the, there's a lot of crowd. So maybe like an 1130 kind of lunch. Um, but I place the I, you know, make the reservation at like 9 a.m. because I'm like, I don't want to be hungry. I want everything like set <laughs> to go. So I, you know, make the reservation for 9 a.m. When our window pops up at 1130, you click, I'm here. They make your food and you're good to go. Oh so my gosh. That's amazing. Yeah, things crazy. have changed a lot since the last time I've been. <laughs> it's it's crazy how fast things change. Um, and that's kind of another thing that's, you know, it's hard to stay on top of everything, but I love that. <laughs> Not everybody does. So it's like, well, that's why they hire you for you to tell us all. Exactly. That's true. Like some people have booked a year in advance. Well, the whole reservation system's changing, or maybe the app is going to change. So you're like staying on top of everything. Yes, absolutely. Things can change so fast. So if you book a year out, um, it can, there can definitely be a lot of new things. There could be new restaurants. You don't even know like, um, you know, what's going to, what's going to change between now and then. This all just sounds so efficient though. You know, like, you know, you if they make it, um, right wait, like how long the lines are on the app, that probably yes. saves you a yeah. time. Yes. Um, that you can do right through the app so that, you know, um, you know, the way, and it'll suggest for you to like, this is the wait time now, this is what it's expected to be, you know, throughout the rest of the day. So you can kind of see where, where right. the dips right. are and when things get a little bit lighter. So, so fun. That's awesome. Yes. And it probably tells you when like shows are coming up and different yep. things. So you can see when the parades are, you can see the parade routes, you can see where characters will be. So if you're wanting to meet different characters, you can see where they're going to be located and what times they're going to be there throughout the day. So pretty much anything you want to know, you can find out in the app. Wow. Like you can just have a schedule for your day. This is where we're going. Don't even have to yeah. think about it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. What is your favorite thing to do at Disneyland? All right. So my favorite, well, I, we're on the East coast. So mostly we go to Disney world, Disney world. with my family. Um, my favorite is Epcot. Um, and I, I'm just, I'm a foodie. So I like to do all of the festivals when they have different food booths. I love to go around to the, um, you know, different food booths and try different things. And I love to go around in the world showcase and see the different countries and all of that kind of stuff. So that's definitely my favorite part. So fun. Do you take your kids when you go? We do usually. We're actually going on our first um, couple, you know, Ooh, adult only trip. Ooh. Yes, in September. So I'm very excited about that. My You're going more the relaxation uh, route. Yes, we're actually, so we're going during Food and Wine Festival, which is my favorite. Um, my kids, the last time we were there during Food and Wine Festival, just like they were not having it. They, the uh. food's a little bit at the food and wine festival is a little bit fancier. Okay. Um, so not, and my kids are very picky, so they didn't appreciate they, it. They did not appreciate it. They wanted the chicken tenders, which is fine. So, you know, but they just, they had no patience for me going to the different booths. So I was like, all right, I'm coming. <laughs> I want to see you. all the videos that you take <laughs> from that trip. That sounds so fun. Yes. I'm very excited. And we're going to all the places that, you know, they just wouldn't really enjoy as much as, as an adult would. So. Mm-hmm. All right. What are the general, travel or like day of tips that you have for when you bring your kids to Disneyland, Disney world, what are some things that make it easier to bring kids? How old are your, your girls? So my kids, I have, um, a 10 year old boy and an eight year old girl. Okay. Um, and then, you know, when we go, we often do extended family trips. So I have a three-year-old nephew, 
Um, so he's, you know, sometimes with this, and I've been with all different ages, but my kids are getting a little bit older now. So that that's like able the to perfect do. age to travel. Like they can stand in line. They don't need a snack yeah, every yeah. 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah. We're still pretty heavy on the snack. I mean, I'm still packing the snacks. Trust me. Like I always have, that's one of my things is always have snacks with you in okay. your bag. Um, goldfish crackers, I find are great no matter how old your kids mm-hmm. are. Like, um, they're not going to melt. So, you know, things that don't melt in your bag um, and just, you know, set reasonable expectations. You are not going to see everything and do everything in a day. So make sure that you know what your top priorities are and you make a plan for those first. And then anything else you get to is just icing on the cake, but don't think you're going to do everything and just know that meltdowns happen sometimes and roll with it. So, you know, Mm -hmm. just because you are in the, you know, the most magical place on earth doesn't mean that there aren't going to be magical either. (laughs) Um, And sometimes there are adult tantrums and sometimes there are kid tantrums. You never know, Um, but just roll with it and just try to have fun and just, you know, not split the small stuff. Yes. I think that's part of the reason we have not gone. I think my oldest, he's now nine. We haven't gone since he turned three. One, just because, you know, I had babies and it was hard to take them, but I'm like, I just, he was a lot of work to take. And I don't think they had any like line passes at that time. So it was standing in line for like 45 minutes for Peter Pan. And that was, that was a long wait for him. So I'm like, a little older. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And it's, it feels overwhelming. Um, But another good thing to remember is that this is what Disney does. They are for the kids they know their stuff and they know they design everything, you know, knowing that your kids are not going to want to, you know, do certain things. And like, so they, they try to make it as easy as possible. Um, but of all the places that you can go, this is like a very kid friendly place. And it, you know, you don't have to feel bad if your kid does have a meltdown because like, this is what they do. They see it all day, every day. It's fine. There's probably <laughs> plenty of them right next to you having the yes. same meltdown. Yes. Oh yes. my gosh. How fun. So, okay. So your next trip coming up in the fall, is that when you're going next? September. Yeah. So fun. Have you checked out the other, like the Hawaii resort? Do you ever come out to California to go to Disneyland? Um, so we're hoping to come out in 2024 to see, um, to do Disney and also Universal because I have, my son is a huge Mario fan. So he wants oh, to go to the Yeah. So we're hoping to do that. Um, I have not been to Aulani. Um, that's another one that's on the bucket list. Um, but yeah, we, you know, we're, we're um, planning a lot of trips. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Well, if someone wanted to find you, what, what's the name of your podcast and where can they get all the tips from you from? Yeah. So my podcast is dream wish plan and you can listen to it pretty much anywhere you listen to your podcasts. Um, the blog is, you know, dreamwishplan.com. You can find everything there. And on Instagram, I'm at dream.wish.plan. Um, you can check out my links there. I have a free um, Disney planning checklist that you can download that kind of gives you the timeline for when you need to do certain steps um, and all that kind of stuff. So fun. Well, thank you. I think I'm ready to go buy my tickets and start planning. Yes. <laughs> so well, much thank fun. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you.
Well, be sure to subscribe to Megan's podcast. You can get all of your Disney tips and look her up. If you are looking to plan a trip soon, I found that to be fascinating. Um, we have not been to a Disney park in years, but I'm kind of looking forward to take my kids again. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. If you did, I would love it. If you left me a five-star review, if you came and chatted with me on Instagram at burnt pancakes with Katie, um, and you stay tuned for next week's conversation. So until next Friday, I want to remind moms that everyone burns their first pancakes. So just keep flipping.